Good morning, kind folks. It's your KVMR morning news update for Thursday, October 27th. I'm Steve Baker. PG&E faces another big fine, this one for a 2020 fire. More on that later, but first we'll have regional weather. Nevada City, Grass Valley, today sunny with a high near 67. Tonight, low 42. Tomorrow, 67 and mostly sunny. Sacramento today, sunny, high 71. Tonight, low 46. Friday, 72 and mostly sunny. Truckee Tahoe today, sunny, high near 53. Tonight, low 20. Friday, 56 and mostly sunny. And Placerville, today, mainly sunny and a high of 67. Angels Camp, 71 and sunny. State regulators said Wednesday they plan to impose a $155 million fine against PG&E Corp. over the Zog fire, which killed four people in rural Shasta County two years ago. That's what the Sacramento Bee is reporting. In announcing the penalties against California's largest utility, the California Public Utilities Commission says PG&E bears responsibility for a fire that started when a power line was struck by a gray pine tree with significant obvious flaws that should have been apparent to anybody conducting a visual inspection. PG&E is already under criminal indictment in the fire, which began September 27, 2000, near the town of Ego, west of Redding. The company has pleaded innocent to manslaughter and other charges. The fire burned over 56,000 acres. The state fine would be borne by PG&E shareholders, not ratepayers. Already, the utility faces potential liabilities totaling well over $1 billion from fires that ignited since the company's stint in bankruptcy, which itself was prompted by a flurry of major fires that left PG&E with billions of dollars in damages. The company got out of bankruptcy in 2020 by promising to pay victims $13.5 billion for wildfire damages. The Zog fire ignited about two months later. And in regional news, the Mosquito Fire is now 100% contained, according to an incident report from the U.S. Forest Service. The fire had begun on Tuesday, September 6th, approximately four miles east of Forest Hill and burned over 76,000 acres, according to the report. At least 78 homes and other structures were destroyed, and about 11,000 people were evacuated in both Placer and El Dorado counties at the height of the fire, according to the Associated Press. The cause of the fire remains under investigation, according to the U.S. Forest Service report. And in local political news, the Yes on V campaign is condemning what they're calling a recent rash of vandalism of their campaign signs. Throughout the county, scores of Yes on V signs from Lake Wildwood to Nevada City have been defaced with professionally printed bumper stickers. Furthermore, Lake of the Pines President Tom Atcher reports that over 60% of the Yes on V signs in Lake of the Pines have been stolen. We are seeing a coordinated attempt to steal and deface our signs with stickers produced by the No on V campaign, says Yes on V campaign manager Terry McAteer. This tactic is not only unethical, it introduces a new low in Nevada County elections. I call on the No on V campaign to join me in denouncing these unlawful activities, adding that they should assure the public that this defacement is not part of their campaign strategy, says McAteer, a 35-year resident and former Nevada County superintendent of schools. Meanwhile, the Sacramento Bee is reporting that Sacramento County elections officials and U.S. Postal Service authorities are investigating how hundreds of county voters' guides ended up tossed into Elk Grove neighborhood recycling bins. At least they're recycling. 
Nearly 800 of the county voter information guides were discovered last week inside bins in Elk Grove neighborhoods. Election officials are saying county election officials received word of the bundles last week as well and notified U.S. Postal Service officials about it. Roughly 780 guides were rounded up and remailed last week to their intended addresses, elections spokeswoman Jana Haynes said in a statement. No ballots were involved in the incident, but Haynes said county voting officials are working closely with local, state, and federal officials to investigate how this incident occurred and are working to prevent any further incidents like it. And the man shot and killed during a daylight robbery last week in East Sacramento was a former program director at Capital Public Radio. The Sacramento County Coroner's Office identifying the victim as Charles Starzynski. Starzynski helmed San Sacramento Public Radio, st- radio stations KXPR and KXJZ at Sacramento State for nearly 20 years from 1979 to 1998. He was 70 years old. The homicide in the fabulous 40s neighborhood was the city's 49th of 2022. This is yet another example of vulnerable people in our community being tragically affected by gun violence, Sacramento Police Chief Kathy Lester says. The community is right to be outraged by this unacceptable behavior. Starzynski was fatally shot about 12.30 p.m. in an alley near the Sutter Lawn Tennis Club at 39th and N Streets, Sacramento police officials say in a news release. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Sacramento police arrested a suspect late Thursday in a slaying after tracking the man to an apartment complex on Florin Road and Shoal Court in Sacramento's Pocket neighborhood following a traffic stop. And the rest of the news, midterms. It has long been known that Speaker Nancy Pelosi does not sleep much. These days, the California Democrat races in and out of cities across the nation in a grueling push for campaign money to hang on to her embattled House majority. And even her bedtime hours are consumed with thoughts of how to win. And drought. One in ten California households are behind on water payments because the state's drought is driving prices higher. That according to the Los Angeles Times. Meanwhile, some San Joaquin Valley towns are paying a hefty price to keep taps flowing, KVPR reports. Birthdays today include actor, comedian, and Monty Python's John Cleese at 83. Country singer Lee Greenwood is 80. Gary Talent of Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band turns 73. Author Fran Leibowitz is 72. And TV personality Kelly Osborne is 38. And now we go back to the Thursday morning show with your guest host, Rob Katz, in for Buzz Barnett today. 